You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome to this Special Needs Mom podcast. I'm very glad you're here. We're here in the middle of summer. Gosh, it's not even August yet. I mean, I feel like July went really fast. I'm with y'all there. And now I'm like, okay, all right. Now we have like four solid more weeks of summer until my kids go back to school. Maybe it's five. I should do the math on that. Although I did count. Remember last week, I think I talked about counting. Uh, I won't flip to my calendar now. So I think it is four weeks because it's less than the 30 that it was last week. Okay. I'll share just kind of a funny summer story. All week last week, we're like, we're going to the beach. All right. We're going to pack up the van. We're going to the beach. And for whatever reason, one day after another, we never made it there. And so on Sunday, we're like, we're going to the beach. We're like, we're going to go straight after church. We're going to go, we're going to pack it up. We're going to go. And we live like 20, 
45 minutes from the beach, maybe 30, depending on which, which one we're going to. So this is not like a huge trek, but I don't know. The beach is an endeavor anyhow. So we get up on Sunday, get all ready, get the car all packed. And like, it's kind of cloudy, but like it's overcast here a lot. It's fine. But like, it's full on like raining and like cold when we were, our church is closer to the coast. And so it's like full on raining. And we were just kind of looking at her like, should we do it? Like, do we go? So we're like, let's drive by, let's drive by. And so we drove by, it looked pretty nice in terms of like, it's always gorgeous, but we're like, it looks cold. <laughs> I don't want to be cold. So we aborted mission and we left our strategy. We're like, we're going to leave the van packed so that we can go on Tuesday when my husband gets off of work. So that's our current plan. Today happens to be Tuesday. We're going to the beach. Hopefully it actually happens and hopefully it's lovely. All right, well, let's get into the bulk of this episode. This episode, I kind of design episodes two different ways. One, I'm really well planned out like months in advance and I kind of have a general idea what I'm doing for themes and topics. And the other way is a little bit more, I don't know what the word is. I'm not finding the word, but it's a little bit, I I mean, haphazard is coming to mind. That kind of has a negative connotations. It's more like spontaneous. That's what I'm looking for. And when I'm kind of in that mode, I'm oftentimes just contemplating throughout the week, like, what do I want to record? Like, what do I want to talk about? What's on my mind? What's on my heart? What am I seeing in my clients' experiences? And this came to me and I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to talk about that, but I do want to talk about it. And what we're going to talk about today is, it could be said several ways, our capacity to feel pain is the main idea here. We could also say our capacity to hurt. And this came to mind because in my own personal experience, I have several moms around me that are just in it like in the real hard. One, a client, one, a friend, actually a podcast listener turned friend, which is kind of fun. When I say like, reach out to me, reach out to me. It's so much fun. I love hearing from you. And I'm going to leave any defining details out. But what my client is experiencing is just something that I imagine to be one of the most painful experiences that we can have. And then This friend, we've connected because our children have the same doctor. She lives in the area and her daughter's much younger than my son, but has a lot of similar situations. And right now they are in a situation where it's very similar to where we were 12 years ago. And I guess the word that comes to mind is tragic. It's awful. And so she's right in it. They're still in the hospital. They'll probably be there for quite a while. And there's just no way around Well, there is a way around it, (laughs) but what I want to talk about today, like when we are witnessing these stories, when we're part of these stories, it's just awful. We do do a lot of things to try to escape that. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today, but I have very intentionally stayed in the spaces and I guess what I've been, that's what has been making me think about the capacity to hurt because to be honest, I kind of want to run from it all. Like I'm like, my instinct is like run far, far away. Like that is awful. Like that's just like this quick, almost reflexive response. But then, you know, another part of me kicks in and says, no, like it is really hard, but this is where I choose to be. And then the thing I really want to run from is the pain of my own son's experience right now. You know, he's doing a lot of watching his siblings do the things that he would love to do. 
and he's sharing with us what that's like for him. And I don't really have any answers for him. I mean, I don't need to give him answers. I can acknowledge that, but it's just not my favorite thing to to witness his pain and his struggle and really have nothing to say, but yeah, this is so awful. And to, you know, what I do is I invite him to experience wherever he's at. And that's still not easy for me because as a mom, I'm like, save him, help him, get him away from his pain. That's by our instinct, but that actually is not very helpful. So we're going to go into a little bit more today. We're going to just slow down. We're going to slow down the tape and we're going to think more deeply about stuff that's part of our everyday life that we probably don't normally think about this in depth. And these are different aspects that I think of when I think about our connection to our own capacity to hurt. And then also kind of some of the challenges that we come across in situations that are very painful and or we really don't want to have. And the first one I want to bring up is there is an overwhelming, I think, default belief that life shouldn't be so painful. I don't know where we get this one from. Maybe movies. I don't know. But I feel like years ago when I stopped to kind of slow everything down, I recognized like, oh, yeah, like I definitely think that like most of life should be good. And then like, we'll just sprinkle like a little bit of hard, like, you know, let's go like a 90-10 ratio here. 90 good, little sprinkle hard. And I've heard it said from different people that I've learned from along the way. And one of the people talk a lot about like, it's the 50-50. Like basically there's a spectrum and 50% is on what we might call the pleasant side. And the other 50% is on like the not so pleasant side. And I'm kind of like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. That seems like a lot of not pleasant. And yeah, actually that new acknowledgement for me is helpful because it debunks this default belief I had of like life shouldn't be so painful. More like for me, like where I would say I'm at now, like life should be exactly as it is. Nothing has gone wrong that we have this kind of pain to experience. It's like, I'm sure a lot of you have thought about it in some ways. And actually, there's a quote from 50 Cent that I thought was really applicable here. And what he said is, sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. I should have wrapped that, but that would have been better. But um, <laughs> back to the topic at hand, it's true. And I mean, there's a lot of different, we can pull out different quotes and conversations pointing to this. So we know this to be true, but sometimes we just lose connection to it. And then we get into this resistance. A lot of resistance happens when we perceive a feeling to be painful or undesirable. And so what happens is like we spend all of our energy resisting and not so much energy just feeling. And this resistance becomes the fuel to the fire that like something has gone wrong. It's too hard. We can't handle it. And a lot of times we do not recognize our own resistance. That's actually where I think I still get the most help from my coach is noticing when I'm resisting. Because unfortunately, we don't think, oh, we're resisting our feeling. We're not doing what we need to do. We think like we're doing it all. And that's fine. But getting help in this area has been something, it's still something that I get a lot of help in. And as we kind of wrap up the point here, I think it's just important to kind of recognize that 
we have this built-in assumption that a good feeling is good and a bad feeling is bad. Like there's a little formula that we have that we haven't probably ever thought about. Like we've never thought like, okay, I want to break this down and this is how it works. No, this is all like completely automatic. This is all completely oftentimes subconscious, right? And that's why we're talking about it is to bring it to your consciousness. And so when we feel this mad or sad, we want to pull back because we think whatever this thing that is hard or maybe even excruciating is bad. But I want you to consider that actually that feeling that we might associate with bad or unpleasant or really hard or whatever word, and I, you know, I try not to use the words good feelings and bad feelings, but oftentimes that's the easiest way to describe them. And the reason why is because there's not good feelings and bad feelings. I'd say there's pleasant and unpleasant. And when we stop and consider this, we realize, oh, I actually want to feel the way that I do sometimes. An example is when your child is hurting, you want to feel sad or devastated or scared. There's a lot of usefulness of these feelings. We won't go into that today, but you would never, if you stopped and paused and looked at it, you'd never be like, yeah, I want to feel elated when my child isn't well. That would not make sense. But then oftentimes, again, like when we're in these, what I would call harder feelings or less pleasant feelings, we don't recognize that that is actually how we want to feel during that time. So looking at another aspect of this unpleasant or pain or hurting kinds of feelings. Okay, this one, I think you're all going to relate to pretty significantly. At least in experiencing the attempting to do what I'm going to suggest is not your job. And the thing I would like to suggest and just bring to your consciousness is that it is not your job to fix or change another person's pain. And I'm going to distinguish here pain from like, I broke my ankle, I need the doctor is very different than I'm feeling sad because I'm different. So let's just be clear. We're talking about an emotional type pain rather than an actual physical sensation from an injury or illness or one of our children's conditions. So when we're looking at that emotional hardship, a lot of times, especially as moms, we want to rush to help. We're helpers as ladies. We want, we see a problem. We want to go and help and fix it, which is something I love about the mother role that we have. The identity of mother, I think is like pretty badass and she likes to help. So there's this way that we work as humans. We oftentimes mirror or many times mirror the feelings of others. So we see somebody hurting and we automatically, without thinking about it, match our energy to theirs. So in other words, when we see another human hurting, we hurt. And Oftentimes we don't want to hurt. So we trained to change the other humans' feelings or experience. And so you have experienced this, I am sure, when somebody has heard your story or seen your life and said something like, well, at least they're alive. Or I don't know, some other thing to try to make something that's awful sound a little bit better. It's like saying, well, 
at least you have your family. I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of these things that just feel awful in the time because they don't acknowledge the pain that we are in and they actually try to move us away from that when we want to feel the way we feel, even though it's awful. My guess is you have done this yourself, even though you hate when people do it to you. I notice this urge all the time when my children are expressing their feelings or their experience that they don't like, my inside wants to just run toward them and do whatever I need to do to make it go away. And so I have practiced this for a long time. And so I can now like pause, experience that in myself, like, okay, this is where I want to go fix, I don't need to fix, um, and just allow the impact of the feeling to be with me. And yet I still notice every time I want to run. I want to run towards to go fixed, or I want to run away to get away from the hard. So I think it's just important that we recognize when we are operating from a subconscious desire to fix or change another person. And it's just a good place to pause and reflect and kind of question yourself, like, what's going on here? And I think a lot of times you're going to find, ooh, I don't want to feel the way that I have to feel to witness this part of this person's story. There's no judgment here, just to be clear. This is a place where we kindly and compassionately approach ourselves with that curiosity. It's just to create some awareness because when we have this awareness, we have a different ability to choose than when we're just working from our automatic And when I say different ability to choose, like we just have more options instead of just kind of feeling like we feel like we feel we have no ability to change it. We're running and fixing all over the place. We get to pause and kind of be like, okay, what are my other options? If I don't want to devalidate my child's feelings or my spouse or whoever it is, what is it that I would choose instead? What do I see that I need to do to allow this kind of pain? So let's move on to the last point I wanted to bring to you about this topic. And this is my favorite. It really is acknowledging who you are that you may not realize. And this is acknowledging your capacity to feel or experience pain, like really understanding how big it is. And this is one of the reasons I love learning about elite athletes or stories of people that you're just like, it blows your mind to the capacity of like, how on earth, how on earth? And a good example of this is many of you might have read or seen the movie Unbroken. And it's Unbroken, a World War II story of survival, resilience and redemption. And holy cow, what this man experienced. I mean, it's just one thing after it's crazy. And I mean, he was lost at sea for like a million days. Okay, actually, I looked it up and it was 47. But that's a lot of days floating in the ocean. And the capacity for him to experience that fear and pain, and probably also a lot of physical suffering, it just blows my mind. I just love it. Because when I watch other humans do these things that I'm like, how on earth? I'm like, well, I'm a human too. So this must mean I have some capacity. It constantly blows my belief of like what is possible for us. 
Another example is that I really love the show Survivor. I know, I know. Some of you are like, that was like so 20 years ago, Kara. But we love watching it as a family because there's all these tests of resolve. Enduring being cold and hungry and socially rejected and physically tested. And it actually is kind of like saying, how do I measure up? Like, I feel like I have this, this fantasy of going, even though I'm like, I don't know if I do very well. <laughs> I would really have a hard time with flying to people. Although maybe I could get into it. I don't know. But it, there's this thing about that show that I think ignites our curiosity of what do we have that we could bring? And I love these stories because they're a model of what is possible for us. And what I want to suggest is that our capacity is far beyond what we give ourselves credit for. I mean, let's look at this. My guess is that there is a time in your life that you can look back to and you yourself can be like, how did I make it through? For myself, this is now like 12, 13 years ago, but I'm like, okay, so let's, let's put this all together. I had a four-year-old child. I was pregnant, early pregnancy. So like, that's a hard time in and of self. My child got diagnosed with brain cancer. We lived in the hospital for two months. And then right when we thought we were getting out of it, I got laid off from my job. So all of a sudden I was like, oh, by the way, you won't have your income either. I mean, that was a hard time. And that season lasted for quite a while. And there's many seasons since that I can look at be like, that was a really hard, really hard season. And yet, here I am. And I'd even go as far to say, it's like, I'm doing great. Yes, there's some areas in my life that are not great, but I'm okay. And you can reflect on all that you've experienced as well. My guess is you have like many, many different stories that when you connect to acknowledging this, you'll be like, wow. You might even be like, wow, I, I should write a book like The Gentleman from Unbroken because there's one story after another. And if you are doubting, if you're like, I don't know, Kara, maybe I made it through that, but like, this is what I see in the future. I really want you to lean on the past in this case. Like sometimes it's not helpful to pull the past into the future. In this case, I think it is. Because when you start to question your ability to handle it, you can go back and be like, okay, I didn't think I could handle that. I don't even think I can handle it now, but I did it. And how do I know that you had the capacity to handle it? Because you did. You're here. You made it. And then there's something I wanted to also mention because I was thinking a lot about this episode in church. I was a little distracted, admittedly. I was just thinking about all the pain there is in the world. Like there's a lot. There's a lot of good, but like, man, I was really more present to like the pain. And there's two things I think that I want to add for those of you that you do connect to a faith, specifically my faith is in, in God and recognizing that you're not designed to do this alone. Like it's not your composition to be you and you alone. You're designed to lean on people and you're designed to lean on God. And there are so many promises in the Bible about God being with us in our trials and in our suffering. And to me, that brings a lot of peace because I'm kind of like, sometimes I'm like, wait, wait a second. Like, perhaps we could lay off the pain and suffering, God. And then I realize, oh, okay, for whatever reason, I think that we're not supposed to hurt. Remember back to my 90-10. And then when I accept, okay, like, this is just what it is. For me, it brings me a lot of peace recognizing, okay, I'm not alone. 
nothing's gone wrong. I'm not forgotten or left behind by God. And he's promised to be with me. As we wrap up here, the thing that I most want you to take from this episode, there's one thing I want you to take the confidence that you have the capacity, that nothing needs to change for you to have the capacity. You already have it. The only shift here is your acknowledgement of what you already have. So you could question yourself, like when you find yourself doubting or wondering or just even discouraged, you could ask yourself some prompting questions. What if I do have what it takes? What if nothing has gone wrong? And you'll have to find those questions of curiosity for yourself. They're all going to be very different. But that is the thing I would invite you to take from this episode is acknowledging yourself of your own capacity to feel the depths of what you are called to feel, to be the parent of the child that you have or children that you have. All right, we're going to wrap this up. I want to quickly say last week I, I talked more in depth, but I want to make sure you do know about the Pathway to Peace group coaching program that is going to be the new cohort starting up in the fall, specifically in September. I want to make sure that you have the opportunity to explore it if you're interested. So this is a coaching program that is designed around community. I'll be sharing some testimonials on social media and such, but I got a message a couple days ago that blew my mind. I anonymously read it to my husband and he was just like, wow. And I, I felt so good to get that kind of feedback. And so I would invite you to explore like, hey, what if I joined a coaching program and had this community and kind of had this space where I was going to question my own thoughts and grow in some areas that are really kind of not areas that I maybe even ever thought can change. So what I would invite you to do is find the link to sign up for a consultation on the show notes, which is a one-on-one conversation with me. It's no charge. And it's a time where we just get to explore it. Like, hey, well, what would you be wanting from this program and making sure it's a good fit for you? All right. We'll see you on the next episode. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.